Hey everyone, welcome to episode 111 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. We are continuing through the sweltering days of July in our summer series here at the Florida Hospital Church, where we invite people other than Andy, Greg, and Jeff to share their journeys and insights with us. And this year we are having FHC members who are sharing their favorite scriptures and the impact that it's had on their lives. And this week we have a special guest. Uh, Do you prefer, I should have asked you this beforehand, do you prefer Beth or Elizabeth? I literally go by both. Okay. I, I like Elizabeth, but okay. I, Beth is good too. It's what my family calls me. So Okay. Well, <laughs> then we have Elizabeth Spinella with us today <laughs> here on the podcast. And I was going to ask you that question beforehand. Completely forgot. So we are going to get into a message this week that was based on Psalm 32, verse 8 was the verse that they had chose. But before we do that, last week was week one of our annual summer series of Anyone Other Than a Pastor. And last week, it featured Evelyn Nielsen, who was speaking on John fourteen twenty seven, where we chose to remember how powerful God is and remember that he calls you by name and he commands fear to vanish from your heart because he loves you so much. So if you have missed an episode or one of the messages that correspond to our podcast episodes, you can find everything you need in episode notes by swiping up if you're listening in iTunes or by clicking on episodes at hospitalchurch.org slash podcast. And of course, the easiest way to find everything is through the Hospital Church mobile app, hospitalchurch.org slash F-H-C-A-P-P. Now, on to the formerly mentioned Elizabeth, who your other half was part of the message, Mr. Yes. Doug Spinella. He was actually the chosen one to give the message and somehow when he was preparing, he was sitting sharing with me like, oh, I think I'm going to talk a little about this. And I thought I'd share this story. And I was just like, oh, you should share this story, too. And oh, don't forget to share this story. And <laughs> he was like, well, how do you remember all that stuff? Maybe you should do this and with maybe- <laughs> me. And I was like, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> Husbands always ask your wives for advice. Because I'm pretty sure, now I don't want to just like throw Doug under the bus, but in all fairness, he's not here to defend himself. So so why not? So why not? His message was much more enhanced because you were there. Oh, he He you. smiled. He looked at you. And I mean, <laughs> the best part of the message, just go back, if for no other reason, watch the message and watch how Doug and Elizabeth look at each other while they were on, they had stools, kind of opposing stools on stage and the lovey-dovey eyes after how many years of marriage? 24? 24, awesome. I think that's right. Or it, 23. It's 20, somewhere around there. It's somewhere right around there, and that's that's close enough. Mm-hmm. It was just good to see two people that were talking about this subject, about how God wants to instruct us, two people that were married, which, you know, we all know that that can be a challenge mm-hmm. on more than just regular occasions sometimes. Oh, yeah. And we have, our you know, our good times and our bad times, our ups and our downs. But it was just good to see two people in love and smiling at each other and sharing this journey of so many years and so many ways that God has chosen to lead you because you've chosen to listen and you've chosen different ways to do that. And I just found that that was really affirming and it it lent some credibility to the fact that God still works in people's lives. Well, we we like each other. We like hanging (laughs) out together. Yeah. That's good. I, you know, I have friends, couples, I'm not going to say names that don't look like they enjoy t- hanging out with each other as much, but uh, we, yeah. we definitely enjoy hanging out together. It's fun. We enjoy it. And our life together has been quite a journey with lots of different twists and turns, 
definitely not things that were expected. Sure. And so it makes it all the more enjoyable when you get to do it with someone you like. That's awesome. Well, Doug, if you're listening, first I want to say thank you for to both of you for the message and just for your willingness to be vulnerable and transparent to us as a congregation and as mm-hmm. a church family because it really hit home, I think, as it should have. It did for me. And second, I was also wondering if I could get a copy of that briefly alluded to Hell and Fire, Hellfire and Brimstone message that oh Doug was talking about. Could I get a copy of that? that the one Richard talked about? Every once in a while, you know, you just you, might need some of that. We have many times. I have never heard actually the whole message. Okay. We just always fast forward to the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. And watch his eyebrow go up. <laughs> and he says, I pray you don't burn in hell. And the eyebrow always goes up at the burn Oh, hell. now, see, now I definitely need this or I need the link. So, Doug, <laughs> I know you're out and you're busy and you're doing you're doing things, but when you get back and you get, get a minute, could you just go ahead and send that to podcast at hospitalchurch.org? I'd like to I'd like to see that. So You could probably use that for so many oh, good I'm, blackmailing things. I'm I pretty sure I probably could. <laughs> <laughs> so, my first question, you said, how does God instruct us? Or this was actually Doug, but it was the beginning of the message. How does God instruct us? It requires searching God out, having to listen, some form of surrender, and then to act. And I thought, all right, I'm typing notes as I'm listening on Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I'm like, requires listening, mm. surrender, mm. and action. Oh. yeah. I mean, this sounds a little scary. Sounds a lot like work. So how do we approach this? I mean, without letting it be overwhelming. Oh my gosh, I have to do all of those? Do I have to do them all at once? Is this juggling? Is this spiritual juggling? Is this, how do I do, how do I come at this without just feeling like I have a lot to do? Well, if I was going to break it down and make it a little smaller so there weren't four things. I like that. I would say seeking God out. Because if you are seeking God out, he will make it clear to you when you need to surrender and he'll make it clear to you what his instructions are, whatever they may be. Okay. And okay, well then I guess you still need to act. So then two (laughs) steps. So you still have to search him out and you still have to act in the end. But the other two things, if you're searching for him or seeking him, those things will happen. I like that. Because that should have been clearer to me. On Sabbath, but it wasn't. So I'm glad that you put that out there because I sometimes think that we look at our our spiritual walk, and especially in times when we feel like maybe God isn't obvious to us or, listen, I'm reading scripture, I'm praying for myself, for my family, for other people, for situations or whatever that might be, and it feels like, man, I'm just, I'm not hearing anything, I'm not feeling anything, but if we're really concentrating on that searching and yeah. searching him out, we just have to be patient. Well, I'll say too, though, there are times when I search God out and I know Doug would say the same and you feel like you're hearing nothing. And that's where it's good to be communicating with other people about yeah. what you're searching God out for. Okay. Because many times you can be sharing like, oh, I did this, I did this, and I went here and this happened. That. And they'll hear where God was talking to you that you might have missed it. Ooh. And like I said, too, having a prayer partner, someone that you're sharing what you're going through and is praying with you, and they can talk you through some of these items, I think that will definitely enhance what you're able to hear. Because sometimes Doug will say something to me like, oh, I just feel like, you know, nothing, it's nothing. And then I'll say, oh, but what about that? And what about that? And he'll like, oh, I hadn't Mm. thought of those and vice versa. He'll do the same to me. Well, I think, I think maybe God was talking to you through that. Okay. 
So maybe a fresh set of spiritual eyes and ears. I like it. Jesus had 12 of them with him at all times (laughs) and they were getting to know each other. That's true. And I'm, I mean, I guess it doesn't say that they were all prayer partners, but I would think that there were times when they prayed together, Jesus asked them to pray for him in the garden of Gethsemane. So I, I would think even Jesus had close friends that he communicated his struggles to and, things that he felt challenged with, and sometimes they were what he was challenged with, but you know. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Well, and sometimes that makes, there's probably growth in there for everybody. Yeah. So I think it was Doug that listed out the ways in the beginning that you both search out and listen, like we've been talking about, just to see how God is trying to lead in your lives. Can you speak personally to that process and what maybe are the two most meaningful and maybe are those also the most effective ways that you that you search and listen. Mm. I heard the four and I heard the, the multiple different ways, the journaling, the hiking, the, you know, the different ways that you can listen and search. But is there something that works specifically for you, Elizabeth, that you could share just so that someone that's listening might say, you know, I've tried some of these other things, but I, I never heard it. I never even thought about the way Elizabeth described it. So many Years ago, I went back and looked at one of my prayer journals, and I found that it was, I, I guess it wasn't a prayer journal. It was just my journal. I shouldn't say that. It was my prayer journal. Okay. So I went back and looked at my journal, and a lot of times I was just writing about things I was frustrated with, and I wanted God to take care of and things like that, and I thought boy, this isn't very inspiring to look back on, you know? So I decided that instead I would make my journal just be scripture. Okay. I kept a separate list of prayer requests and things I was praying for. And like when prayers were answered, I would write about them. But um, as far as my journal, I sit and I pray before I start studying in the Bible. Uh, Sometimes I will feel like, you know, um, James is my favorite book of the Bible. So maybe okay. I'm going to read James because I can't think of whatever else. And James always is good for me. So I'm going to read James. Good for the soul. Go so, yeah. so I'll read in James and certain verses will jump out at me. And as I'm reading them or they'll speak to me, you know, in a way like, oh, wow, like I feel like that was written for me. And I take out my scripture journal and write it in the journal. If I don't have that, I sometimes write them on three by five cards and then I sort of leave them around the house where I can read them throughout the day. Okay. Scripture is the biggest thing that speaks to me, that I feel God speaking to me. And so for me, I think that that's the way I, I write my scripture journal and then if something does come up that I'm questioning, a lot of times I just go to the journal and start flipping through and I'll find a lot of times that those texts tell right back to me my instruction of what I should be doing. Hmm. And that's easy. Anyone, yeah. can, anyone could try yeah. that. So if that's not something you've tried, that might be something to uh, to take a peek at. I love writing them on cards, though, too, and, and leaving them around up on the fridge or I write them yeah. on a chalkboard in the house. I think a lot of chalkboards are so popular right now. Yeah. People do that. So I see it more often. But I also still write it in the journal and – Kind of, kind of guides me. Specifically, I remember we talked about in the sermon going to Africa, how praying and searching out God, we felt like we were being called to travel over there. And so when we were first invited to go, we had met this man, David Achada, who was our youth pastor at the time, introduced us to a man he had met who had founded an orphanage in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And so very shortly after meeting him, it may have even been our first meeting, he said, why don't you all come with me? Come and visit the orphanage. 
And I remember thinking I had just seen the Invisible Children documentary and thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to take my kids to a country (laughs) where they kidnap them and make them child soldiers or make the women sex slaves. Yeah, that's where I'm going to go. I don't think so. Like, (laughs) there was no question in my mind I was not going there. And then sitting with Doug and he said, don't, we can't be so close-minded about this and let's just take a week. We're going to pray about it for one week. And during my prayer time, it was a lot of scripture time again. Okay. And I said by, by the end of the week, literally, I felt like I could open the Bible and it would say, go to the Congo. Like, I I know that's not in there, but I swear that's what I just read. Like everything I read just was reaffirming to me over and over that that was what we were supposed to do and take our children. So I love it. And we're going to get to that in a little bit more detail in just a second. Uh Uh-oh. No, it's good. I resonated with your journey of being away from God and all things related. You both kind of shared a part of your journey there. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, you said, slowly but surely, as God does, he sought me out and he softened my heart. It would be great if when we surrender, it was one time and done. Yeah. But... It's not always that way. And I, I've, and unfortunately, this is a path that many of us have taken, and I'm sure that many more will take or currently are in the valley of that journey. As someone who's experienced that firsthand, what would you tell someone that may find themselves right now listening and seemingly unable to see the light at the end of the tunnel? Or maybe they've tried to talk to God. Maybe they've tried to journal. And you've been through all these different situations that you guys listed out. Mm-hmm. What's the one thing that you learned through that you just would instill or try to instill or try to raise the importance of in someone's mind that might be in that right now? Don't Don't give up searching him out. Don't think that you're past the point of no return. Yeah. Don't think that God doesn't want me because he does. He wants everybody. And sometimes it's hard to imagine when you've (laughs) made all these bad choices that God would want anything to do with you, but he still is pursuing you and he wants you. He stands at the door and knocks, it says, and he's constantly searching for you and he's not going to give up. And just keep that belief going that that just hold on to it. Yeah. Well, and secondly, we also have something in common. And I literally, I was in the worship cafe for first service. It was a good thing because I literally laughed out loud when you said I received a phone call and a voicemail on my answering machine from answering machine from my future betrothed. For those of you who are younger and by a decade or a decades of your life, you may want to Google what an answering machine actually was, not voicemail, an answering machine. Yeah. But like you, I knew as well that she was the one immediately. Oh, did you? God told me so that very night. That is awesome. I never. I don't meet a lot of people that I've had a few, very few, but that's cool. No one ever called me at my parents' house and through a, a long story, long journey, I was living in my parents' basement. And my dad never answers the phone, nor will he check voicemails on the answering <laughs> machine, which they still have, by the way. Of course. Uh, yes, of course. It's Wisconsin. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I got home and he said, there's a message from you on the answering machine. I said, from who? He said, from Heather. I said, Heather who? He said, how many Heathers do you know? I said, well, I'm not sure, but I don't, it didn't ring a bell. It was my wife, Heather. And we ended up going for a motorcycle ride. And when she buzzed me up into her apartment, which it wasn't really like an official date or anything, it was just going for a ride. Mm. And when she opened the door, (laughs) it was the only time I've ever actually heard the voice of God speak to me audibly. Where it's like, you are going to marry this woman. Those were the exact words. I'll never forget them. It it raises the- Wow, you gave me goosebumps. The hair in my arms. And five months and a day later from that unofficial first date, we were married. And Five months? And a day. 
And so this will wow. be, yeah, this year will be 18 years. That is amazing. So that's pretty good. Congratulations. So that is awesome. Though. When you, if you can resonate with what they talked about this past Sabbath of being in a place in their lives where there was bad choices being made in their lives and they knew they wanted to change the direction. A lot of us can resonate. Not everyone's had that journey, but no matter what it feels like and no matter where you were in that part of your life, don't give up because there is hope. Yeah. And we are all living proof of that. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to the message, please don't miss this journey and the stories of God leading them through some amazing decisions that they had to make in their lives. Real quickly, because we've got a couple more things to get through, but do you ever stop and talk and have conversations about what your lives would look like and how different things would be if these were not the disciplines that you have committed yourselves to? And I don't think I'd want to know what it yeah. was like. <laughs> I honestly, I yeah. think it would be a little scary. I don't think, I, I don't, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. All right. And then <laughs> the other question that I, that came up, and we are quickly running out of time, we're going to go over. So just stick with us because we've got a couple more things that I really want to talk about. How important is it regularly to allow others access to your life and your journey as part of giving God access? I feel like as just general people, but then when we add Christianity or Jesus followers on top of it, we tend to be a little bit more close to the vest. We don't mm-hmm. allow people access. And so we don't really, we're not really transparent with all the the things that, that are going to be personal. Yeah. If we're going to listen to God and, and we're going to take this direction and we're going to surrender, these, there's going to be things that are that are going, are going to be kind of dirty and, yeah. and that we have to give up. And so is it really important to be in a group of people or to allow certain people access in? I think we're called to give testimony of what Christ has done in our life. And that's not necessarily the one and done, I was baptized, or one and done, yeah. I surrendered, because <laughs> yeah. our testimony should be ongoing. It should be, I should be able to share what's happening in my life today, and it should be a testimony to Jesus. But I do know that my husband and I are both very outgoing people, and not everyone is. Sure. So not everybody's going to get up front of a church to share their journey, but maybe they could befriend somebody or talk to a neighbor and reach out to them and share their testimony. Like I, we're called to different areas. God wants us all to be able to testify of what he's done, even if it's not something we're comfortable with. And I yeah. will definitely tell you, I was not comfortable up front. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't show. All right. Small steps for compassion. This was born out of this process and, yes. out, of, and out of your lives. So I know we're past time, but tell us a little bit about what that is, because we also want to mention that there is a way for people to be involved on the on the Florida Hospital Church mobile app through the end of this week. Okay. So, tell, so tell us what that's about. So during this process, I said my prayer partner was my sister-in-law, Shannon, mm-hmm. and she and I were both on the board of the orphanage in the Congo that I discussed with you um, earlier that I was telling you about. And we were fundraising for them and involved in all their efforts and had traveled there. And she came to me one day during our weekly date of meeting to pray and said, I don't know why, but I keep feeling like God's telling me to start an orphanage. And I thought, Hmm. Lord, I am working with an orphanage. (laughs) Did you not notice? <laughs> like, anyway, and I said, well, we need to make it a matter of prayer. So we just started on a weekly basis meeting and praying specifically like, Lord, make this clear. What is this that you're calling? And we now have 11 acres in an all-girls home 
on our property. And um, about a year and a half ago, we purchased the school that was located right outside of our gate on the 11 acres. So we bought that. We'd only had 30 students when we bought it. Now we have 292 in a year and a half. And it's so exciting to see all the doors God is opening up there and the resources that he's supplying. But right now, we are running um, an Amazon wish list. That is right. So, so if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking to yourself, listening to a podcast can be one of the ways that I let God engage me. God, I'll let you use me. Take me to that Amazon wish list and let me know exactly what they need. And there's, I've been on the list. There are all kinds of items in all price ranges of things that the school and the girls Box could of use. crayons for three fifty. dollars <laughs> There you go. <laughs> or a laptop computer. computer you yeah, know. There's, there's lots of items, every price range. <laughs> there's a little something for everyone. <laughs> so this week, up until, up until Friday, the Amazon wish list will be on the Florida Hospital Church mobile app. Go to hospitalchurch.com org slash FHC app. It's for Android and for iOS. You can download the app and right there it will take you to the Amazon wish list and you can purchase anything there for them. That'll be up again until this Friday. And, and when, so when you do purchase it, a lot of people ask me, well, how do I get it to you? If you purchase from our wish list, it gets shipped, shipped. to a member of our team and yeah. our team is going over on July 26th to deliver the items. Well, there you go. So. It's all taken care of. Super easy. Thank you so much for your willingness to come and be a part of the podcast and for both to both you and Doug for really an amazing message that I just felt really hit home. Just to share that life journey and just to be vulnerable was really, really impactful. So thank you guys both for, for thank doing Thank you that. very much. This has been a very fun experience. I've never done a podcast before. Well, so. there's always a first time for anything. <laughs> so this week, one of our FHC takeaways asked, in what ways have you felt God instruct you? Scripture, conversations, prayer, impressions? Now, I'd really be interested in hearing stories of how and in what ways God has moved in your life. In my experience, these are absolutely the best stories that we can share because nothing affirms our faith while impacting the listener of these stories, often of God's specific choosing, of the validity and the power of His leading and the Holy Spirit telling the story in the ears that our mouths could never speak appropriately. So you can leave a voicemail, send a text message, send an email. All those things are in the FHC mobile app, or you can send them to podcast at hospitalchurch.org. And our final thoughts are from this week's message, where I believe it was Doug that said, our fears are always worse than reality, or at least God's reality. And from Beth, she said, we don't share all these stories because we have it all figured out. We most certainly do not. But... I would encourage you to search for him, surrender to him, because God wants to give us instruction in how much better all of our lives would be if we were regularly willing to let God give us instruction. So upcoming this week will be part three of this series, and there are three people that I don't know personally. Rhina Nobles, Darlene Pickle, and Steve Reed will be a group, I believe, of FHC seniors, if I read that correctly, that will be presenting this week. So hopefully between now and then, we will get them scheduled to be on next week's podcast, and we'll have a full house here. So that's going to do it for this week. Thank you to Beth and to Tom, as always, for making us sound good. And do join us again next week for Wednesday, episode 120. 12. Thanks for listening and have a great week.